Well, the championship stage is set. The ultimate final games of the Nebraska high school football season is just under a week away. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to a new episode of the Prep Zone Report. I'm Dylan Adams, joined once again by Stu Pospisil and Mike Patterson. And guys, you know, after a lot of joy and heartbreak on Friday night, you know, from the winning and losing sides, we have these title matchups to get to, and we can just dive right in here. Stu, you were at West Side. We want to get to them in a little bit, but can we start with the other game in Class A? That was you know one of the closer games of the night. Um, Elkhorn South pulls it out with with three late scores in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know in the last eight minutes it was thirteen three, Millard South, and then uh, just kind of caved in on uh, on uh, the Patriots. Uh, gave up a. A long touchdown pass, and then an, another run, and then a, a pick six, and that was when uh, Millard South was moving. At um, what would that have been? Seventeen uh, thirteen, I guess. You know, Steve Bidek had that game, and I would certainly like to have been there because I knew that was going to be the closer game. But uh, Steve's had some surgeries, who needed the elevator, and Westside's press facility, like so many, is. Uh, not uh, really uh, handicap accessible, so <laughs> I, I I fell on the sword and went to West Side, where I think almost anybody in the place knew where that game was going to end up. But uh, you know, congrats to Elkhorn South, um, going to be in the finals second time in four years again against West Side. Uh, first time was a home game for West Side because we were in COVID that year and Memorial Stadium was off limits. Um, except for, you know, the 1,700 that could go watch the Husker games. So neutral field this year, but, uh, yeah, you, you, you are excited for Elkhorn South, Millard South. You know, the solace is that they've got the makings to make championship runs the next couple of years with Chet Tamala and Marion Jackson and uh, Gabriel Pruka is a junior. You know, so they've got, they've got the makings in the backfield. You, you always fall feel sorry and for the seniors that are you know just one game short you know i saw millard south just crush elkhorn south early in the season and um you know it just shows how far the storm has come i've, I've seen them a few times in the last few weeks when they shut out omaha north most notably and uh they're obviously obviously playing pretty well going into that game i was uh a little surprised they were able to go into Buell and, and win that game. I thought they had a really good chance, but maybe it just showed a little bit more of their experience and, like I said, how far they've come this season. So don't know what's going to happen against Westside, but uh, props to the Storm for getting to that Class A final. Well, they they were kind of always been a sleeper uh, this year. You know, it's like, you know, don't overlook Elkhorn South. And you, you, you can't because their program now, the, the, the Storm with Guy Rosenberg and, and his – veteran staff and they don't have much turnover and that that helps and they've, they've got a pipeline of um of linemen and madden riggs was number two behind carson rauner to start the year and stepped up uh you know a little growing period there after carson was severely injured and you know they had injuries at running back as well and brady Boscat has become a thousand yard rusher for them but they're going to, you know, the task is mighty come next Tuesday night against Westside, where Westside, I believe, is averaging 49 points a game and giving up like 
five. It's it's one of the all time great margin of victory, uh, if if not the largest, when it's all said and done. And it's going to be, you know, Miller Elkhorn South is going to have to have its A game, and West Side is would have to have a series of calamities to, uh, you know, to not to not win that game. But that's why we play, and, you know, you don't know, you know, weather forecasts. It's supposed to get a little colder, maybe some rain, you know, could feel position. But, again, Westside's got a solid kicking game, solid return game, solid up front. There, there's no place where they're not solid. They're just crushing people, and you saw another one Friday night, what they did to Millard West. So, I mean, these are good teams that they're just dominating. So... And we'll Miller, see what happens in that Class A final, but it's just been uh, an awesome show so far for the Warriors. You know, Millard West missed a 47-yarder that clanked off the left upright. Pretty high up, too, I might add. Um, uh, early in the game, you know, would that have slowed the bleeding? Maybe. But uh, Westside scored um, two touchdowns, two field goals in the second quarter, came back with three touchdowns in the third, and now you're running clock, and... Millard West, again, good bounce back season. They had been in the playoffs last year. They had been 2-7 and seven a couple years ago. You know, and as I wrote, it was a very poignant moment, uh, you know, coaching quarterback son at the end of the, the night with, with Kirk Peterson and his son Brody. Uh, you know, last time they, you know, uh, Kirk I coached his son, and, uh, you know, he's been on varsity four years, uh, majority of the time the starter, and that's not always easy. That that uh, you know when when you got a relative playing quarterback especially you know you, you hear all reactions and so you know it uh, and Brody had a very good season you know became a good leader not that he wasn't before but as a senior you know he stepped up and uh, you know Bobby Joseph and um, Jackson Williams were their three main spark plugs on offense and you know Westside just they're not allowing anything to anybody and you know i talked to with mike huffman from Bellevue west last night he says you know we're inside the five twice and there's no way you're going to run it in on them that they're they fill the gaps so well and you know that they're running a three-man front and their linebackers plug so well uh and cause such disruption that you just can't get to the hole fast enough and i'm thinking elkhorn south is going to experience that it's 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 a fresh game for for west side they you know they didn't play during the year um but um yeah and that's that's the tuesday night wrap-up next week um 7 15 at memorial stadium um we can talk about the the monday night wrap-up which is uh <laughs> you talk about uh paper thin margin the first time yeah with uh bennington and omaha scut um, 14-13 the first time. Uh, Bainton uh, scored late, or maybe didn't score late, depending on on your view. But the the referee, the the side judge, is the one that mattered, and yep. he said he got across. So you know you've got Bennington, 38 game winning streak, tied the Class A or Class B record last week against um, Elkhorn North. Uh, Badgers were down early. Ended up winning thirty to six. 
And then you've got Scott. Um, Waverly cannot get over the hump with Scott, be it volleyball or football. In football, it's now 0-6 in playoff games in the past 10-plus years with um, with Scott, maybe a little bit more. It might have been a couple back in the 2000s. But uh, 38-26 this time. Um, you know, Scott, Scott certainly thinks they won the game the first time. They're going to want to try and prove it. Bainton wants to get the record that uh, by itself. McCook came in uh, to Memorial Stadium with its 38-game winning streak back in the 2000s. I think it was Crete that got them, like 6-0. Um, you know, so is that the graveyard of Class A or Class B? Still saying Class A. Bainton <laughs> will get to Class A sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Class B winning streaks. We'll have to see. I'm, to me, that's the, the most intriguing game of of the A or B. And I think it's the rematch that a lot of people wanted to see just because sure. there was so much talk about that first game and did somebody score, did they not score? Well, hopefully this will final, finally settle it all. So That uh, was week one, right? Yes. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Back in August. So it's, it's, yeah. it's either uh, validation for Bangton or payback for Scott. And they're, you know that's become a pretty intense rivalry in almost any sport. And again, Bennington will be in Class B for the the next cycle for football, and after that, they're probably going up to A about the same time Elkhorn North does. So, hmm. mm-hmm. uh, th- this rivalry will stay two more years. We had a couple of good running backs in that game too. Anthony Hightoff for the Skyhawks. He had two broke off two long touchdown mm-hmm. runs, and that was kind of the difference that to get over the Vikings there last week. And, and then on the other side, you got Quinton Archery. Yep. I think he had another hat trick of, of rushing touchdowns against uh, against Elkhorn North. So, yep, I, I agree with you, Stu. That's probably the most intriguing one. But going back real quick, you know, there is a lot of history that you saw at Westside the other night, too. That was the seventh shutout of the season, which was a school record for them. Right. Um, Jamez Ross, I believe, broke a – they tie or break a school broke record? Broke the school record with his for, 20th uh, rushing touchdown. Yeah. And um, couldn't get to it. We will, certainly. But um, Anthony Rezac took down, in that game, most of Cole Payton's passing re- or passing total offense-type records wow. in that game. So, you know, and uh, it was pointed out to me that, you know, Cole was a three-year quarterback. Um, Anthony basically was a three-year quarterback. And Steve Warren's kid, Steve from the Warren Academy, ex-Husker, is slated to be the next three-year quarterback for Westside. So in the span of nine years, they may have only three starters at quarterback. That's That's kind of unheard of, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Too bad the Bears don't have that kind of quarterback (laughs) consistency. You'd like that from week to week. I know. (laughs) I know. Seasons, yeah. Uh, Oh, well. I mean, who's next up for them? Um. I don't know. I think it might be Detroit. Detroit, yeah. yeah but I mean, so. quarterback. Who's going? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Fields will be back. Okay. So give him one Bajan. It's yeah. kind of like who's next up for Nebraska. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I digress. But that's a different podcast unto itself. <laughs> right. We won't. We won't dive in there. But uh, no, you, you know, Millard South, Elkhorn South was the only game I missed in the in the eleven man ranks, Mister Patterson. <laughs> I digress. Westside, seven shutouts this season. That's unbelievable. That is crazy. You know, with the high-powered offense they have, if you've got a defense like that. Well, I'm not sure, you know, the the first game with prep was a kickoff return. 
uh-huh. touchdown. So their defense has them and scored on in at least eight games. Yeah. I, the Miller South game, one. yeah, it was a scoop and score. And that Correct. was their second touchdown. So yeah. I think they got one. They leg- got one, one there. Bellevue touchdown. West, yeah. I think, got two touchdowns. But, yeah. I, but mean, I think every, every game but Millard South was running clock mm-hmm. at some point. I covered that prep West Side game way back early in the season. That was after prep had already played Bellevue West. West. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was West Side's first game. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, prep scored to make it 14-7. to seven And, uh, I mean, it was a game at that point. But then the, the steamroller <laughs> started up, and that was just the, the beginning of the end for all these teams this season. Yeah, it's been the story every single week, it seems. So I love what uh, Caleb Benning told you, Stu, about the <laughs> defensive coordinator, Jeremy Green. He's uh, – He's put out a lot of cash on donuts yep. this year. <laughs> after, yeah, donuts after are not every... getting cheaper out there either. <laughs> right. I, I hope he's got the, the Krispy Kreme coupons. <laughs> so yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure weeks. those boys can eat a lot of yes. donuts. I mean, you're talking a hundred kids at least. So, yep, uh-huh. yep. So good stuff. And the way that game ended too, the last score uh, that Westside you know you know put up was a touchdown with the Rezac twins. Right. So I thought that was a pretty special well, way to Caleb close out. Well, Caleb knocked down the 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 uh, last Miller West pass into the end zone, you know, to, to protect the, the donuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just a special way to close out all those seniors, you know, last game at mm-hmm. home there. And, and now they're going to go, I think this is what, their fifth straight final? Fifth straight final, in. four in, in the stadium, obviously. Yeah. And, yep. So, wow. And they don't see Gretna for the first time in three years. There you go. Yeah, we do get a different matchup. That's what's kind of fun. These two haven't played each other yet this year. So, anyway, we can move on down another championship defense is Wahoo. Two, well, both of them, both Boone Central and yeah, Wahoo. And C1. I, yep. You know, this may be 10 7. This, this may be Big <laughs> Big 10 West, but with better offenses. Sure. Because I, uh, you know, Boone Central is just limited teams to, you know, a touchdown or less. And I think. I think D.C. West got 14 on them. Yep, yep. and, and then Greenwood, too, like Ashland Greenwood, yep, I think. Yep, 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 the Jays. So Jays came within a touchdown. They were driving. Uh, they couldn't convert a fourth and three, I think, to okay. keep that game-tying drive alive. And But, yeah, very impressive by Boone Central. Wahoo has six shutouts this season. You were at that game. They yep. didn't let Sydney cross, what, the 30-yard line? We got to the 29 once. 29. <laughs> So wow, no red zone trips at all. No. Not even close. I mean that's that's impressive stuff, no doubt. So Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be a great defensive battle. Uh that's ten fifteen on Tuesday morning at Memorial. Um yeah, looking forward to that one. And you know, then in C two, um it's uh the defending champion against the, the team I had number one in the preseason, as did many coaches, obviously, Norfolk Catholic and Ord. Norfolk Catholics winning streaks at 25. Uh, Ord lost a couple times early. I think they were, well, they lost Norfolk Catholic and Battle Creek. Yep. Haven't lost since. And the way the bracket worked out, I figured the Chanticleers were going to to be crowing their way back to Memorial Stadium. And, um, you know, that's the 245 game on Tuesday. Um, you know, Jeff Beller, 400 wins plus. Talk about a, a career legacy that uh, unsurpassed in the state. I think they're going for their 11th, maybe, or 12th wow. state title. Wow. Mm-hmm. They've already played this season? Yeah, they did. And how would that game go? 
Well, Norfolk Catholic's undefeated, Mike. So. I know, but how close was it? You know, I can't remember offhand. Okay. It, it, maybe a couple touchdowns. Okay. So, a game. Oh, no, very much a game. Yeah. Not a West no. Side steamroller job, so. No. And we've talked about some of these teams moving around classes. Would you would you think that Norfolk Catholic would be able to move up to C1 at some point? I mean, Well, it's, it's based on enrollment. They were so C1. They've okay. been C1, C2. Yeah. Actually, a lot of their titles have come in C1. Right. Okay. They, they were having, if you look at the record book, uh, most of their title game losses are in C2. Hmm. Just a, a fluke. You yeah. Know, I mean, that, yeah. you know, it's how things stack up it is weird. sometimes. And so I've got all four of my champions alive in 11-man, Mike. Hmm. So it's time to talk about 8-man, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where I have neither. Oh, gosh. I mean, we want to talk about a, a great running back battle. We got one in 8-man 1. This Brecken Schluter is yep. having himself a postseason. <laughs> so yep. he went over 6,000 career rushing yards when they beat St. Pat's in that upset. And then they traveled all the way up to Crofton. Mm-hmm. And he goes ahead and runs for, I think, at least 300 yards yeah. in that game. So Crosses he's, he's the 7,000 mark. And I think he's the fifth. I saw he's the fifth kid ever to do that I in Nebraska so, yeah. history. That's unbelievable. So, and then on the other side, you got Stanton's Barrett Wilkie. He only had two ninety and five touchdowns. One well, and and the <laughs> Pullman kid too. I mean, it's it's you know like uh, one and one a for for the Stanton attack. So, mm-hmm. so that's uh, gonna be a fun one. Yeah, that that will be a uh, a game. I think with big numbers. Yeah. Yep. A lot of points in that one. Probably higher scoring than Wahoo and Boone Central. <laughs> More than likely. Yes. <laughs> I'd be shocked. And I believe that game's 10-15 on, on Monday, Monday morning Okay, at Memorial Stadium. Okay. And then 8-man uh, 2 eight is two. Uh, kind of an interesting matchup, it too. Is. Kind of a uh, central Nebraska, northeast Nebraska. But, uh, you know, you look at why not... Um, uh, Took care of Howell's Dodge last week. Um, that was uh, wasn't that a wild one too? It was. Where, where Howell scored on a pass on a <laughs> <Yes>. pass <laughs> with 44 seconds left, tied it at 14, and then why not goes 63 yards in 33 seconds, scores with 11, 11 seconds, seconds left. Yep. To, to because Howell's Dodge had knocked off a couple really good teams, including Carter Nelson and. Ainsworth, and their reward is playing uh, Sandhills Thedford, which took out uh, uh, one of my um, pre tourney picks in <laughs> South Loop. That game, I think, was 18 to 6, and um, uh, Sandhills Thedford scored the last 25. And so uh, I think Thedford and Dunning communities are headed to Memorial Stadium, and that's the 245 game against uh, Why Not? That was another one of the wildest games because, um, yeah, you, like you said, South Loop had the first half lead, and then this Kyle Cox for yep. Sandhills. He had a scoop and score. He ended up with four touchdowns on the game. I think the Bobcats turned it over like four times. They had like a turnover and downs, interception in there too, along with that scoop and score, and just kind of couldn't keep it going on offense. Mm. And, and, yeah, good for Sandhills. They are, they are in there, and they play Why Not, who is making their first trip, I think, to the title game. No, so. they've – or they've been there. They've been there. Okay. I think it's the okay. first time in a decade. First time. I want to okay. say 2013, but no, the solid program. Yep. Blue Devils. Only field I've ever seen where you um, actually run downhill. The the <laughs> south end zone 
least the time I saw it was about three to four feet higher than the north end zone because the drainage has to go towards the Missouri River. The the, the school sits between kind of the town and the river mm -hmm. and the field, and so uh, yeah, you, sometimes you're kicking uphill. Hmm. Talk about a home field advantage. <laughs> That's something uh, else. Hey, Think small of, town Nebraska, you yeah. gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, covering a game, uh, maybe it was Wahoo Newman, so, I mean, we're talking like C1, but mm -hmm. I remember uh, when they kicked the extra point, it went into somebody's backyard, so oh, somebody, yeah. somebody had to go get the ball, so it's just something you don't see in the Metro Conference very often, but no. it just kind of adds to the charm of a lot of those fields. Yeah, yeah, why not's up there, way in the corner, I know where that is, yep. it's in between it's South Dakota It's on the Dakota way to Mitchell, there, and, if yeah, you want to. yeah. <laughs> Vermilion, too, right down that's, the road from where I went to That's South Dakota, folks, yep. not Mitchell, Nebraska. <laughs> and why not seems to be at state in just about every sport. Yeah. They're just, like you said, Stu, really good athletic program at that level. So I mean, we'll, a good volleyball run this year. And, yep. yep, again, yep. coaching stability, you know, good tradition. You know, I, I remember, this was when I was a kid, why not, I don't think had a gym or something like that. They got beat 118-2 to two in boys' basketball. Is that a running clock situation? <laughs> it was not. No, the, it, it, it was your 32 minutes of excruciating uh, ineptitude at that time. But, well, you know, those days are long gone. Those grandparents probably don't bring that up to their kids, except in only the best of terms. That At least they didn't get shut out. No. So and, gosh, and then we got six man and six man we got we're gonna have a new champion this year because right. Lincoln Parkview was taken out by Hay Springs the the Cinderellas of the Panhandle <laughs> the, the the Wildcat Hills and all that the the the, the up in northwest Nebraska uh, yeah um, took out Parkview I think uh, by three touchdowns and now it's Sumner Eddieville Miller that Hay Springs Hawks will face in. Uh, Foster Field at UNK Friday at 7. And uh, SEM um, took care of its business, uh, the number one team in, in um, six-man and my fifth champion still alive. So yeah. my, my number is i got to get to three. Six-man and 11-man, you're good. but uh. <laughs> You're six-man in Class A? Maybe. Yeah. Again, Hay Springs, they, it, it's a completely different team with Gage Minkin compared to when they were 0-3. and, 3 and that, I thought they started 0-3. I couldn't did. remember. Yeah, yeah. 0-2 yeah. or 0-3, uh, it was one of them. But, yeah, that is a wild story that they are <laughs> – they made it to Kearney. And SEM just won a volleyball title. So, okay. Um, That's yeah. right. Going for the double. Going for the double. I don't think there's anybody else that is. I don't think so either. Scott. Scott. Scott, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Renee would be very upset if we didn't mention them. <laughs> Nine in a row. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, well, gosh, yeah. And, and you, you've picked them all nine years, if I re I think so. <laughs> you can probably keep picking them. It's hard to go against <laughs> Renee once they get to state. I mean, they haven't lost down there since... They've won 27, 2014. 27 consecutive matches won. At State. At State. Gosh, I think I was a freshman in high school. They just uh, <laughs> elevate their game down there. and um, Well, some of those freshmen this year were like kindergarten or first graders. Yeah, yeah. When, when no the kidding. streak began. Right. Yeah, the one senior, Paisley Douglas, 
I asked her where she was when uh, I think the last time they lost 2014, uh-huh. and she was in like third grade. So yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. They don't mm-hmm. know anything but titles out there when it comes to volleyball. So well, we're gonna have some uh, I think some great hoopla championship celebrations and probably a few tears and. Hopefully the weather holds out. We'll, uh, yes, I'm definitely hoping for that. <laughs> Let's just be watching on TV. It's just been so nice, and I can remember watching some of those games on TV where it's it's been nice. I think last year was pretty nice, mm-hmm. but I've seen some years well, where it just has been Westside's brutal. Westside's first year uh, in Memorial, the, uh, this five-year run, you remember uh, it snowed between games. So mm-hmm. Ron Powell from the Journal Star and I, we've, went over and got some food over at the union and and came back and they're they're doing snow angels on the turf and but i mean there was a, a good inch or so that was being played in i mean and i love hmm. snow games as long as i don't have to stand in it sure <laughs> not know, a I, surprise I, because it snowed remember on halloween i oh, don't know four five six seven years ago i got i gotta tell one quick story before we we end this about snow i oh this must have been actually not that Maybe it was 2019 even. Um, going out to do a doubleheader, playoff doubleheader, and Mullen was hosting a game. And I went out to check on what became Caprock Golf, golf Course. Oh, sure. yep. <coughs> so I come, and it's kind of misting, drizzling. It's cold. It's 32, 33 degrees. Come over the hill into Mullen. And there's two inches of snow on the ground and on the you know the yards, the field. Yeah, it was just and you're you know they don't have great press box facilities. I mean, no no eight man really does. So you're walking sidelines and you're in the the slush. And but what I had that as my screensaver for a long long time. That was just yeah. You just come over the hill and it's like it's it's like you know winter wonderland <laughs> and only in mullen nebraska weather at its finest sand hills yeah. superintendent was keeping uh stats for mullen and so that we talk golf and football there you go switch sports and you weren't here yet dylan but uh remember the basketball tournament some years ago the girls basketball tournament and the unbelievable snowstorm the night before it was supposed to start and they our wives were smart they got us to lincoln <laughs> nice yeah we, we were, were we were both staying guys went down, down in lincoln that was the only way we were able to cover those games yeah. the next day because if we'd have been in omaha we would not have been able but to it get was really there. not forecast it was just a narrow band from you know south of lincoln through omaha but like six seven inches uh, my wife got stuck coming home from mutual right by our house and had to be pushed up that's how severe the storm was and so narrowly focused but yeah. west side almost didn't get they they just got there in time right for wow. the game or else they would have had to forfeit i oh, mean that's no. just uh <laughs> yeah. what it was and it's like think of playing so hard to get to state and you would have had to forfeit because of something like that but and their ad bob resincheck was on the nsaa board at the time and there would have been great egg on face if they had had to Bob was sweating bullets. Yes, he day, was. But they got there in because time. Because he was down there uh, because they had board meeting, I believe. Or he was he was there, if I remember right, and trying to get them buses or uh, you know the interstate was just a, a mess. Yeah. A mess. Yeah. Yep, it uh, was. But uh, they got there in time. It was weird because there were no fans, and it was kind of like the COVID year. There mm-hmm. were hardly any fans like, in the arena. But by golly, the games went on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's something you guys will never forget for sure no. and that team either i mean you love the that, war stories that road trip yeah so all right well thanks everybody for joining us and and um we'll we'll be back i think we're going to do this after thanksgiving i don't think we're because tuesday night is when everything finishes up and and then we'll probably do a prep zone after the thanksgiving holiday yeah well we'll we'll touch on uh the the recap of the state finals but it's winter sports season i know yeah we gotta start right here i know basketball ahead start talking about dribbles and three-point shots my inbox is filling up with preview sheets keep them coming coaches (laughs) we gotta name our all-state volleyball teams and all-state football teams and yeah then it's on to basketball and the other winter sports for you it's before for me it's in the middle right (laughs) happy thanksgiving everybody yeah happy thanksgiving We'll, we'll see who we can crown as champions next week